0: The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, and once again, I'm joined by Mark Saloria. Mark, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Andy. Hey, everybody.
0: Mark, just to help our listeners get to know you a little more, what's something you like to eat?
1: Mellow mushroom pizza. Hallelujah. That stuff is
0: good. Where's somewhere you like to go? Lately,
1: uh, The beach beach okay and what's something you like to do board games and specifically solo board games i know that sounds pathetic but uh it's it's like somebody doing a puzzle or sudoku got a little man corner at our house and i just enjoy the mental effort it takes to win some of these games it's fun that's fun
0: you used to have another hobby too right
1: i did another childish hobby legos Uh, but yeah i gave that up Uh, When I became a man, I I gave up childish Childish things. Childish ways. right. Still working (laughs) on that.
0: Well, again, thankful you're here, brother. So chapter 10 of Paul Tripp's book, Parenting, is about character. And he he kind of explains what he means by character by setting a scene that we can all relate to, probably to some degree. At the beginning of the chapter, there's a mom who is trying to get ready for dinner guests, and she's stressed, she's behind And her three elementary age kids, who are old enough to recognize she's having a hard time and also old enough to help, are playing video games. And they are very content to keep playing games and ignore mom's distress and not offer any help. And Paul Tripp says, if we don't recognize the need to proactively shape our children's character, we're going to miss a lot of opportunities, right? There are sins of commission, things we actively do to disobey. We lie, we steal, we hit, we rebel actively. He says you can't just address these active rebellion. You also have to address the lack of character, right? So sins of omission. We're called to worship God, love God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. We're called to show kindness, to practice humility and patience and gentleness and ultimately to love one another And so, uh, you know, I think we could summarize his call to shape character to, in the phrase, being conformed in every way to Jesus, right? Being shaped more and more like Christ. And he, you know, he starts the chapter talking about several kind of encouragements to parents, ways we can, you know, we should pray first, talk to the Lord before we talk to our kids. We shouldn't respond with lack of character to try to develop character in them. But one of the, the biggest things, and really what the chapter is about, is our need to help our children make a connection. He calls it a stunning connection. Mark, what is that connection that he, he says we need to help our kids make if we're going to cultivate character,
1: right? Just worship is at the center of our character is what we love that defines our actions. The things that we love will motivate us to behave in certain ways. And, and so, of course, as Christians, Christian parents, we want our children to love God first. If we can figure that out, if we can lead our children to just love God, we, we know God's word teaches very clearly, you know, that uh, live a life worthy of the gospel. That's where the behavior will, will flow from from that. But uh, so worship is really the center. He of says
0: this. There's, yeah. there's a war going on mm-hmm. for the control of our kids' hearts and our own hearts as well and that's what he's talking about about worship right, right? he he's it's not like hey do my kids bow down to a an idol of right. wood and stone or do they worship God right it's hey what we worship is connected to what is Ultimately, what controls our hearts,
1: right? And worship—we uh, could—they uh, could be worshiping something that's very good, uh, like they might worship excellence. And so, they, their identity is wrapped up in how well they do athletic, academically, uh, etc. Yeah, oh yeah. And so, like sometimes um, we take a good thing and we make it an ultimate thing, and that's what idolatry is. We don't always—we're not always talking about self destructive things. But uh, I think that's that's an important distinction.
0: Yeah. And he, he you know, he's not making this up on his own. He's getting it from Romans one. Right. You know, in Romans one it says that humanity has exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. And as a result of this refusal to acknowledge God, to give thanks to him, it says that a few verses later, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, hmm. evil covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. It goes on and on. And there's all sorts of things disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And he's making the point that there is a a direct connection to whatever is controlling ruling or our heart. That's going to shape how we respond to the world, to others in our life, to our parents. But our kids don't see it, right? And so right. they, God in his kindness puts us in their lives to help them make this connection. So to get practical, uh, on page one forty-two, he has this paragraph that that um, I'd like us to kind of walk through a little bit. If your child's heart is ruled by a desire for control, what's he going to do?
1: They uh, probably fight your authority every time they yeah. want to be in control.
0: What if your kid wants above all to be right? That's the desire ruling his heart.
1: Just an endless argument, <laughs> you okay. know, a refusal to learn and to admit. Uh, that they need guidance.
0: Acceptance from peers, from friends, others.
1: Uh, yeah, they'll cave to temptation just to just to receive that acceptance. And so self-destructive behavior will, will, will flow out of that, that root issue.
0: Desire for things, toys, possessions, games, whatever, uh, sports equipment.
1: Uh, Mom, dad, I'm bored. You know, a, a dissatisfaction, uh, an entitlement, a demand for something new and, and better.
0: Yeah, discontentment. Okay, what about a desire for independence?
1: Yeah, they'll just, every time there'll be a fight uh, to try to exercise a, a bit more control over, over the situation. Yeah.
0: So these are just examples that I feel like were really helpful that Paul Tripp gives to show that we can become enslaved even to good things, right? right. They become bad things when they become ruling things in our hearts. And so that's what he's getting at when we help them see this worship and character connection.
1: Right. You know, I think about what you just said. thats such a, such something, something for we can really chew on and think on, you know, the idea that sometimes we worship good things, you know, how many times have we told our child, you know, you're a good boy, you're a good girl. And the criteria for that is moralistic. You know, it's based on their actions, which, uh, you know, obviously it's not completely off base, you know, you don't ignore you know their exactly. Right. right. But, uh, but, but we've got to teach our children as Christians that there's something a little different. Um, I, I just think about the the prodigal son story, which I certainly love. But you know, you have two children, and you know, we would be tempted to say the prodigal son is the bad son because, of course, he uh, he's the one yeah he, the the one that, yeah, yeah, he did self destructive behavior. But you have yeah. a son, the older son, who did everything right. And yet, in the end, there's a there's a realization at the end of the story that the heart and the character of this elder son is 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 wrong. There's a motivation uh, and an entitlement that has that has uh, taken root in this in this person's life. And so, we have to be careful as parents that we don't teach our children that just doing everything we expect of them and doing everything right is equivalent to pleasing God. Um, certainly. You, there's, a, I hope you understand the nuance here. I think everyone does. Like we want to please the Lord with our actions, but it must flow from character. It must flow from worship and from a right heart.
0: Yeah, and the key, you know, as it relates to parenting, is that um, our kids just aren't going to see that connection naturally, and that's where God gives us a tremendous opportunity. You know, going back to the scene at the beginning of the chapter, um, if the mom was to walk over and ask the kids, like, "Why are you guys?" doing this. Like, why aren't you helping me? Why, why are you just sitting here playing games? You know, the kids are not going to say, because there's idolatry in our hearts. You know, right. we, we love pleasure. And, and mom, you know, that in this place, worship always leads to character deficiency. Yeah. You know, they, they don't see that. That's, That's right. not the way they respond. Right. And so it's our job to help make this connection for them, right? It's to help this grace of insight, this grace of wisdom. They, they need us to not just announce failure you're selfish. You're not caring about me. They don't need us just to instill guilt and attach a consequence and walk away, but help them make this connection so that the spirit of God can work and use that to bring about real deep conviction and confession and draw them to God and his grace. That's
1: right. I mean, um, in those moments, just think about how many of those types of conversations we've had with our kids. And we do we have to talk about this again? Because we know, we're not addressing the heart; we're addressing behavior. But the child's heart hasn't changed. You know, obviously they are maybe they're wise enough to sort of mitigate. Like, okay, for a little while, I need to I need to not play video games because my mom's mad at me. But very quickly, they're going to return to what they love, right? Which is certainly not that video games are a bad thing. But in this in this situation, uh, we've not helped the child to realize. Uh, the the heart issue. And so I think that's that's an important distinction.
0: Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, he says on page 146, your children don't so much need character management as they need worship realignment. It's just that the worship problem precedes the character problem. And so ultimately, we have to help them see that God is worthy of worship. You know, that's why in the last chapter, it actually when he talks about these four words that should guide our parenting. It, the first one is glory, right? right? We want them to see the glory of God. So, Mark, w- w- which parent is going to, what kind of parent is going to graciously, patiently help their kids make this connection over and over?
1: Well, I think it's a parent that uh, themselves uh, is pursuing Christ like character. And, and I think, you know, family worship. Uh, is is a necessary foundation. Not, not to say it has to look like a certain thing, like every day at nine o'clock we were committed to this, although that's a good discipline. But yeah. if you are only responsive in those moments of correction, um, it becomes moralistic very quickly. But when there have been conversations about the glory of Christ, you know, that last chapter, wow, that was so good, you know, the glory of Christ, and then the wisdom of Christ being better and, and, uh, uh, the story of the gospel, like those things, if we're speaking and laying a foundation and teaching our children that these are prim- primary, of primary importance, mm-hmm. then when we say, hey, remember how we talked about selfishness and how that, that, that's in daddy and how you inherited that from me? This behavior is an example of that. Um, the kid feels less condemned and, they, and they're not as worried about, they're not just trying to mitigate this discipline, but they're, they're really possibly, by God's grace, going to consider the root issue and maybe maybe uh, you know, we need the Holy Spirit, of course, in this equation, but but I think he's at work, and it's important for us to just connect the dots for our children. That's right.
0: And that's actually a good encouragement to kind of wrap this up with is that as we seek to make this character worship connection over and over, we have to remember, this is coming from page 147, that we are a tool in God's hands, right? He's right. the one who has the power to change their hearts. and So we can... Be encouraged. You know, it feels like a daunting task, and it is, but we are instruments in the hands of a gracious God who is more than able to take away a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. And he's able to set our kids free by the truth, uh, to love and to worship him. So, Mark, any last last word or encouragement from this chapter?
1: Well, I just, I love that I got to talk about worship. This is, you know, this is what I do. It's really not about singing, right? Uh, Worship is giving our hearts and our minds fully over to the Lord. And so I enjoyed the the conversation for sure.
0: Thanks for joining, brother. Thank you for joining our listeners. We hope you're encouraged and we hope to catch you again on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.